0: So I heard about there was three guys. This is a joke, by the way, so it didn't really happen. There were three guys um, who died. So don't be sad; it's just a joke. And they um, and they were um, they were preparing to meet with Jesus after they died, and they were saying to each other, "What are you hoping people are going to say about you um, once you're gone?" And the one says, "Well, I'm really hoping they'll say he was a person of um, of real integrity. You could trust him with anything." And the second guy says, "Oh, I, I hope they say that." Um, He always took risks. He was never afraid to to be bold. And the other one said, well, I'm really hoping they say, um, look, he's moving. (laughs) It was that bad, I told you. So good. Um, I'm talking tonight about healing. You can see if you flick through um, on your seat, you should have the sermon series we're going through right now. These are a number of things that God says throughout the scriptures. Our series is called God Says. And tonight we're talking about this. God says heal some people. God says, heal some people. We did um, before this series. We we spent eight or nine months in the book of Mark, which is, what, which is one of the gospels, telling stories about Jesus. And it, I mean, if you've got your Bible literally, if you flick through the book of Mark, you just you just can't miss how much healing there is. You just look at the sort of the, the kind of headings of each chapter. We're in Mark one. Jesus heals many people. Another one. Jesus heals a man. Jesus heals a paralyzed man. The man with the paralyzed hands. It carries on. Um, Jesus heals a man with evil spirits, Jairus' daughter, and the woman touched, who touched Jesus' cloak. It's just stories upon stories about healing. My favorite one is this one. In Mark 6, Jesus goes back to his hometown of Nazareth, and, um, and there's not a lot of faith, not a lot of expectancy, so Jesus can't do very much. But it says in Mark 6 verse 5, He was not able to perform any miracles there, except that he placed his hands on a few sick people and healed them. So this is Jesus' worst day. When no one around has any faith, no one around is recognizing who he is, even on that day, Jesus lays his hand on a few people and, and, and heals them. It's unmissable when we go through the Bible. and um, So we're going to go off this a little bit tonight. It's something that Jesus told, tells us to do. We go heal some people. Um, now, I'm quite aware... That already you're thinking, oh gosh, I've come for this week, the healing week. Doesn't Joel know that I've prayed for people before and they haven't got healed? Or maybe you're here tonight and you've lost some people you love. Or maybe you're here tonight and you've been sick for a long time. And it's really heavy going. And um, so I'm going to try and and speak in a way that kind of recognizes that as sensitively as I can. While also being kind of faithful to what, um, to what, what the Bible says about this stuff. So really there's so much we could talk about when we talk about healing. But I want to give, I suppose, three thoughts, um, if you're looking for a kind of Bible picture on healing. And, and the first is this, that there is a lot of healing in the Bible. There's a lot of healing in the Bible. Um, you see it in the Old Testament, uh, in Exodus 15:26, God says, I am the God who heals you. That's who he is. I'm the God who heals you. And you've got some stories. You've got Naaman being healed of leprosy through Elisha and two kings. Hezekiah being healed through Isaiah. And then we go into the New Testament, the bits from Jesus' life on earth and beyond, and it just kind of explodes. People say that 25% of the Gospels, that's the four books talking about Jesus and his life, 25% is healing. It, you, just, you just can't miss it. It carries on um, when it talks about what the early church had to do in the book of Acts. You see in Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 28, there's stories of people being healed through the church. You, you just can't miss it. It carries on um, just after the book of Acts, there's these letters that are written for the early church. And you read in 1 Corinthians 12 about the gift of healing that the Holy Spirit gives people gifts to heal other people. Um, in James 5, it tells us to pray, that we should pray for each other to be healed. And then the Bible ends in the final book, in Revelation, talking about what's going to happen in the end when Jesus returns. And we're told when that happens, that everyone who follows him is going to be healed, that there's going to be no more pain, no more sadness, no more sickness. All the stuff that causes us to be scared and hurt is all going to be gone. That's where we end up. And so... um. When you when you flick through the Bible, you realize that this thing of healing is not like a side issue. It's right there. We can't miss it. If we're following Jesus, and that's what Christians are, followers of Jesus, then we've got to be following him in some of this stuff. Because it is absolutely unmissable. It's not the whole message. The message isn't just that God wants to make you all all healed up. Um the most important stuff is forgiveness and salvation and relationship with God. But um, in there is this stuff about healing and we do it out of obedience. Jesus tells us to do the things that he did and a quarter of what he did was healing people. I think maybe about not even a quarter of a percent of what I do is um, is praying for guys to get healed. Now. I'm not sort of speaking as a healing expert. I have had the privilege of seeing a bunch of guys get healed of different things. I've also seen lots of guys not get healed and I've also missed opportunities when I could have prayed for healing and I didn't because um, whatever, I was scared or embarrassed or didn't quite have the faith for it in the moment. But it is something that I long for more of. I long to step into it more myself. I long long for it for each one of us. Just imagine if... Um, if patton church was known as a place where guys got healed imagine if people thought oh like anyone a christian or not christian in swindon oh, I'm, I'm 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 struggling with this i'm 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 sick i've had this condition i'll go to patton church guys seem to get healed there wouldn't that be fun that would be fun wouldn't it and um and we've seen glimpses of that i mean really fun story um someone in our, in, in our church um, called matt he sent me an Instagram message about four months ago to say, I just want to thank the guys who prayed for me this morning. They prayed for my back. It's really impacted my work for for a number of months. They prayed for me. Now it's all completely healed. Fun, eh? He works on cars and so his back's quite important. He's always like on on those skateboards under the cars. And um and for him that was an amazing moment. We had another fun story. It's another back pain one. If you've got back pain, tonight could be your night. Um, uh, um uh, 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 another lady from our church um, chronic back pain every single morning she'll wake up and it will be painful and she was prayed for we do a thing in our church called alpha which is a series of sessions exploring the christian faith we're on week six at the moment we start our next course in january if you're wondering what all this stuff's about you should come and um, one of the weeks we talk about healing does god heal today good question and we give people the chance if they want to to be prayed for and she was prayed for for a back by someone else in the group who doesn't pray for people often for healing And then a week later, she realized it was all gone. She woke up pain-free. She could, like like previously, sometimes even to pick up up a, a, a little girl, it would be sore. That's all gone. Isn't that fun? It's in the Bible, and it's not just right now. It's right here in Swindon, right here in this church, right here among this family. God says heal some people. So there is a lot of healing in the Bible. Second little thought is this, that... In my experience, people don't always get healed immediately. Um, We see it in the Bible. I mean, it's really. But um, in my experience, people don't always get healed healed immediately. I heard about a a sign outside churches, no churches, but they're funny signs, or telling people what's happening at the church. And their sign said, "Them, try our healing service. You won't get better. It takes a minute." And. um, but that's, that is a reality sometimes, a tough crowd. And then in John 16, Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. So the Christian life isn't a promise that everything's going to be rosy. We know that, but Jesus goes on to say, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And then we also know that when things are hard, when things are difficult, when things are painful, we grow. As people, I mean, Paul even writes that to the Romans in in, in the New Testament. He says in Romans 5, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And lots of you who've been through tough times will recognize, actually, I've really grown in that time. I've grown in my faith, and and that's a reality. Also, God uses us in our brokenness. Like, we don't need to be all healed and perfect and shiny to make a difference, no. No. Otherwise, none of us will qualify. God uses every one of us in our brokenness. In fact, sometimes our most broken is when God is seen the most powerfully. And um, I can list you a number of amazing Christians that I know, completely inspirational people with a relationship with God that I would love to have, who face them ongoing health challenges. That's, that's a thing. And there are a few examples, three examples in, in Scripture where it doesn't seem that people are healed instantly. We read about Timothy, about Trophimus, and about Paul. And I've seen people not get healed. You probably have too. In January, it'll be 20 years since my dad died of, of, um, of prostate cancer. My, um, the, one of my close family members has a, a chronic, um, not chronic, but an ongoing health condition which is a huge pain for her, hasn't been healed yet. And the first funeral I took as a vicar was a funeral for, for the stillborn child of one of our close family members. That was my first one. Um, my wife, Kath, had, had, had breast cancer a number of years ago, and she's doing great now. But lots of her friends who she made on that journey, we can name you three, four, five people in their 20s and 30s who died from that. And you, you will be able to make your own list like that of, of, of moments where there have been heartbreak, where you think, God, what is that about? And um, you might be here today and you're sick and you've had ongoing things which are horrible. And if that's you today, I'm really sorry. It's a really important thing. that It's going to get good news in a minute. Um, one important thing is um, when you study the scriptures, I've, I've never seen a single example in the Bible where the person suffering is blamed for having a lack of faith. That's... I can't find a scripture that says that. There's not an example in the Bible where the person who's sick is told they're not being healed because they haven't had enough faith. That's, um, that's a nonsense. If you ever heard that, that's not from the Bible. That's from somewhere else. Sometimes the people pray and get told off. They say you need to have a bit more faith. But I can't find an example in the whole Bible where the person who's sick is said that's, that's your fault because you haven't had enough faith. That's, um, that's just not in the Bible as far as I can see. So um, if you've heard that, it's rubbish. <coughs> I want to give you a bit of a picture, uh, if you like, as to where we are in the story of God's work on the earth. And I find this really helpful when we talk about healing. So um, um, if you've heard some of the things that Jesus said in in, in some of the stories about Jesus that we read in the Gospels, again and again he used this phrase. He said, the kingdom of God is here, or the kingdom of heaven is here. It's a phrase phrase used in, 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 in the Gospels. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is here. And he was talking about something exciting. That when he came to earth, something new started. There was a whole new, a whole new season, a whole new epoch, if you like, a whole new time began. That the kingdom of God is here, and that's an amazing reality. And we still live in the reality that the kingdom of God is here, but it won't be here in completion until Jesus returns. When that happens, the world as we know it will be transformed to a new creation and then the kingdom of God will really be here. So we're in this funny little stage right now between when Jesus came and when Jesus is gonna return. It's called the between the now and the not yet, theologians talk about it. So the kingdom of God is here, but it's not here in completion. So when, when Jesus comes back, we'll be in heaven where there'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more sadness, no more sickness, no more disease. That'll all be gone. And, and that is here, but not completely. So we're in this funny season here, this funny box in between, between the time now and, and the time coming, and both are a reality. Because of that, we don't always get healed. Because of that, people still get sick. Because of that, those things are a reality. But on the other side, because of that, we can pray and believe for things we haven't seen yet we can go after stuff. And Jesus even said this to his disciples, he said, pray your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, right now, like it will be in the end. So like when it comes to healing, we can pray that this this person, this body will be like it will be in heaven, disease free, eyes open, completely whole. We can pray for that, we can pray that the kingdom is a reality right here, right now. So it's a it's a bit of a framework for why we don't see it all, but it's also permission, encouragement, commissioning from God to say, go after things like they are in heaven. And that's where we are right now. That's the season. God says heal some people. And I don't want my my experience to to bring down the standard that God sets. In, Someone who I find really helpful on this is an American pastor, a guy called Bill Johnson. He leads a church in California called Bethel. And um, they've seen all sorts of guys heal. They see cancer get healed all the time. They had a few guys raised from they dead. They see eyes open and, and death, death ears open. It's really fun. And, um, but even there, it's not all the time. And um, people ask Bill, they say, what do you do when guys don't get healed? This is what he says. He says, I pray like this. Father, they came to me expecting to encounter Jesus, and all they got was me, and neither of us is impressed. You've got to work deeper in me so that when the multitudes come to us, they get more than a bill encounter. And that's really my prayer that when people come to me, and there's things that need changing, there's things that need wholeness, there's things that need breakthrough, uh, that they don't just get me being nice, they get the power of God the God who spoke creation into being, the God who made each and every one of us, the the God who longs to see people whole, um, the God who is all-powerful. I want people to get that. Final little thought is this, is that, that the biblical standards, what we see in the Bible, is really, really high. Now in the life of Jesus, So we're doing our best to follow Jesus. In the life of Jesus, there is not an example of a single person who came to Jesus wanting healing and didn't get healed. In all four Gospels telling the stories, there's not one single story where someone came to Jesus sick and left still sick. There's not a single example. And Jesus said we're to follow him and do the things we did. And so that's the standard And the same, we're praying. Jesus said, pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Well, in heaven, there's no more sickness. There's no more pain. There's no more disease. So, that's what we're going to aim for. Now, you're sitting here frowning at me. But um, (laughs) God says heal some people. There's a comparison I find helpful sometimes when talking about this. is comparing power with purity. Power and purity. You see, Churches, we're often quite good at talking about how we should live, how we should be generous, how we should be people who are honest, how we should, how we should live with holiness, how we should, how we should treat people, how we should forgive. We're good at talking about that, right? Now, in my life, I'm sometimes quite stubborn. I am sometimes slow to forgive. I am sometimes am proud when I should be humble. I'm sometimes short when I should be gracious. I'm sometimes angry when I should be extending grace. There are Now, I know you guys are all perfect, but there may be one or two things in your life where we don't hit the standard that we think God sets out for us of how we want to live, we're going to live our best lives. Now, when I don't hit that every hour of every day, I don't therefore say, this is wrong, I'm going to start aiming lower. I don't say, because I can't live out The life I believe God's called me to live in terms of my character, my holiness, my purity, I'm going to aim lower. Yet with healing sometimes we say, well God says this and I've missed it. That person didn't get healed or that thing didn't change quick enough or I've been disappointed. Why are we then lowering the standard rather than saying, God help us to hit that? In the same way we don't hit it with purity, we also don't hit it with power. But let's, in the same way we run after it with purity, let's run after it with power. God, I need your help to be the kind of person I was made to be. But I also need your help to demonstrate your power, to see people healed, like to, to go places we haven't been yet. Sometimes I pray for people and they haven't been healed. God, come and help me so that next time they are. Let's not lower the standard because our experience doesn't hit it. That's not the invitation for us. And lots of you are great at this, um, better than me. And um, John Wimber, he's a, he led the vineyard churches, some great churches for many years. He, um, he would say this, he'd say, when we pray for no one, no one got healed. So now we pray for everyone and some of them get healed. And that's the invitation, to have some fun with it. God says heal some people. Like a friend of mine, a brilliant guy, a guy called James, he um. He just kind of caught the bug for this, this thing of going after healing. And so he um, he wanted, he really wanted to pray for some of his colleagues at work. And his, his one colleague, um, she had a dodgy knee. She had an operation on it. It still wasn't great. She was hobbling about. He said, Listen, I'd really love to pray for you. Would that be okay? And she was like, all right. And so they organized when the work day finished for, um, for him to just have a moment to pray for her. So he said, "You know, is it all right if I put my hand on your knee? She's like, ha, 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 you just want to put your hand on my knee? And um, so um he prayed a most simple prayer. Um, Thank you for this person. You love them. Knee, be healed in Jesus' name. And she got her to ask, is it any better? And she said to, her, said to him, um, her, if it was like on, on a pain scale, if naught was no pain, 10 was excruciating, what was the pain and what is it now? And she said, well, it, it was a six. It's now about a three. He said, that's amazing. Could I have another go? And so um, he went again. Thank you, God, that we've gone from a six to a three. Pray for the rest. And, and she felt like this kind of. She described it as electricity on her knee. And um, and so he said, "Well, how's it feel now?" And she said, i um, well, it's probably down to about a one." He said, "Can I have another go?" And she said, "I don't think I've had enough for for, for, uh, for today." And so um, that was that. But there was another colleague standing there with them, and she said, "Well, I've had a, a bad back for a really long time. Could you pray for me?" She was actually from a different faith, and um, he said, "Sure, and pray for her." And her back completely healed. Now pretty much every week, James is praying for someone in his place of work for healing. People know, if, you, if you're feeling sick, go to James and um, he'll help you. Wouldn't that be amazing if people in your school, if people on your street, if people at your place of work knew, if you were sick, let's go to Maddie, if, if you were sick. Let's go to Molly. If you're sick, let's go to Steph. Wouldn't that be amazing if people knew that you were the place where people could experience the power of God? Wouldn't that be great if, um, you know, when they chuck out the employee handbook, they say among, among the well-being, oh, if, if, if you're um, feeling a bit sick, go, go to Vincent. He'll, he'll sort you out. You can try that. Wouldn't that be great? That's the invitation. God says, heal some people. When you see someone walking around with a leg support, could I pray for you? They might say, no, that's all right. What have you lost? Even if they don't get healed, what have you lost? They weren't healed before. You know, when you see someone, when your friend says, I've had migraines for a few weeks, could I pray for you? Just jump in. Wouldn't that be great? This is the invitation. It's, it's a really fun adventure. We can feel a bit sort of heavy with this stuff. Oh, we've got to do this, got to do that, sense of duty. No, what a privilege that the God of the universe would invite people like me and you to partner with them to see people restored. That's so fun. And that's the invitation. God's saying, come and heal some people. Come and heal some people. And even some of the big stuff. Like, I understand that everyone's got to die at some point. But um, actually, Jesus raised some people from the dead. So clearly, it wasn't quite their time yet. So when people are sick, we don't just have to agree with the medical diagnosis. What about an alternative? Every funeral Jesus went to, he ruined. So what if we started ruining a few medical diagnoses together? Oh yeah, this cancer spread. Come on, let's have a go. Let's have a go. Heal some people. I'm um, I mean, a couple of little fun stories. Um, a friend of mine was, was um, in a group of about 30 or 40 people in a room, so less than we're going here tonight. And, um, and in this one room, they were praying for healing, but this is literally in that small group. There was one man who had um, glaucoma in his right eye. And he had his vision restored. He described it to what it was like 30 years ago. Isn't that fun? Um, Another lady had tinnitus, so ringing non-stop. No longer has it. In that room, a guy had a four-year-old weightlifting injury in his right hand. All the pain disappeared. Um, Another lady, arthritic pain in her right hand, all disappeared. A guy with hearing aids in both ears received his hearing back. Took his hearing aids out. Um, He'd had a hip replacement. He described the, the, the stiffness, the softening. All in one room. In one room. Isn't that fun? Um, one more fun story I love. It. A friend of mine, Ruth, she was um, she was travelling and she was in Colombia, and um, she was speaking at a church gathering just like this. She wasn't even speaking about healing actually. She was just speaking about the love of God, how you are loved, you're loved, you're loved, that um, you're loved before you even start. And she was speaking and she saw this woman at the back who started like running laps. She thought, Something's going on. So I called her down the front, and um, she did go right, she um. She had um. Huge pain in her back and, and real lack of mobility in her hip because as she had two feet, her two legs were different length. And as Ruth had been preaching about God's love, her one leg had grown back and so they were the same length and all the pain disappeared. So they got so she was telling this story and she gave the pastor a hug and turns out like he'd also had hip pain in that moment as she hugged him completely healed. Isn't that fun? Like, what an adventure. And it turns out, um, she saw it on Facebook a little while later, the lady who'd been healed from, from the hip thing, she, she'd had surgery on it and, b- previously, and they had metal in there, and the metal had disappeared. So like, she just like, loves going through uh, metal detectors now every time, just praising God, skipping her way through. Isn't that fun? Now, it's, it's time that um, yeah, we get some stories here in Patent Church, some fun ones. Um, not because we want stories, but because God loves you. Because God loves people and wants to see them free, wants to see them living life in fullness. Our vision as a church, we're here to invite people into family to serve Swindon. But part of that is inviting people to see them whole, to see them restored. And that's whole lives, but also, why not this stuff too? And it's for us to be alive, living out our calling, to be people who release the presence of God to where we are. And um, I mean, you know the vision we're dreaming of. A thousand baptisms we're dreaming of an army of young people running after Jesus we're dreaming of being a church who has an impact on some of the social issues in our town we're dreaming of being a church you plant churches you plant churches but um, in that if we're going to be following Jesus then this is a chance for us to follow in this God says heal some people imagine right imagine if you go to your school or your your place of work your college wherever you are at the moment um, and and this week, you see someone who's struggling. You pray for them, they get healed. Wouldn't that be fun if, um, if, if we start seeing a whole wave of healing across our town? If, um, if, if before people even know that God exists, they know that he has the power to heal them. Wouldn't that be fun? Like, let's, um, let's have some fun with this. Super simple, super easy. You and me, what's the worst that could happen? God says heal some people.